0: Island Church welcomes you to the 2018 Fall Harvest Series. We pray that you are encouraged by all of the different ministers and that the Word of God touches you and blesses you.
1: Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. I remember reading years ago, I believe it was in the ministry of Dr. Lillian B. Yeomans. She had a chapter one of her books called The Praise Cure. And uh, talked about... Uh, you might have to help me with some of the details on this. It's been a few years, but uh, there was a, a man that was uh, deathly sick, and um, he, was, he was on his way out. If, if I remember right, it's a fellow that he just uh, he you know he, he went out and bought a small farm and had some crops, so his family'd be taken care of when he left. Knew he was dying, and uh, and uh, he, he he finally crawled his way out under a tree, out there just to lay down there and die, just on his way out, and. Uh, I may be getting a couple stories mixed together, but it's good if, the, if I do. But anyway, if it's him or somebody else, God showed them a picture of a, scales. Oh, yeah, yeah. The scales. And on one side was called prayer, and the other one's called praise. And in, in this individual's life, the the, you know, I mean, you know, we do this. Pray and 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 pray. People say, oh, you know, Pastor, I've prayed and I've prayed and I've prayed and I've been praying for years and praying. If you've been praying for years and nothing's changed, maybe you want to just change a little course here a little bit, you know? Said, but the prayer side, this is going to help somebody. The prayer side on a scale, the prayer side was way down here, weighted, weighted all the way to the bottom, and the praise side didn't have anything in it. And all of a sudden they knew by the Holy Ghost when they could get their praise side evened out with the prayer side, everything's going to change. And if it's the guy I'm thinking of, if I'm getting my stories right here, he he went out, sat down under that tree, and he got to praising God. He said, Lord, I've been praying, and I've been praying, and I've been praying, and I've been praying, and nothing's happened. doctor says I'm going to die. got my family taken care of, and I'm just going to sit down here under this, crawled out there, thought they'd probably come find him dead, you know? Crawled out there, sat down under that tree, and he he quit praying, and he started praising And he kept 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 praising. praising. They said he got to praising so loud you could hear him down at the next farm. He got to shouting praises. He he quit the praying. Praying's always good, pray without ceasing. Praying's always good, but he he got to praising. He got to praising. He got to praising. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. The only way you can pray with thanksgiving is if you believe you got the answer when you prayed. And if you believe you got the answer when you prayed, why are you going to pray about it again? If you believe you got it, why are you going to well, If you believe you got it, why are you going to keep praying about it? Well, I'm going to keep praying till I get it. Well, why don't you just get it till you got it? And then shout praises cuz you got it. And this fella got to praising and praising and praising and praising and praising. He didn't praise God for the sickness. God doesn't have sickness to give. But he kept praising and praising and praising and praising and praising. And praising. Like I said, it got to where they could hear him clear down the road at the next farm. <laughs> he must have been getting his energy back. He could barely breathe when he got under that tree. And he got to praise until the power of God hit him. And he got up on his feet perfectly well. And somewhere in the midst of that, God showed him those scales and he saw that praise had gotten filled up and praise was even with his prayer. And he got healed in his body, went on and lived a full life. I tell you, there's a lot of folks God's endeavoring to get us over to a place where we lead a full life. Not just, not just, not just healed, but blessed and prospered, and free from depression, free from oppression. God's wanting us to live abundant life. I've come that you might have life, that you might have it more abundantly. But there's a praise cure. We we believe in praying and we should, but I tell you what, we ought to believe just as much in praising. Yes,
0: I mean.
1: what Was that Monday night, Pastor Sam, you ministered? Yeah. Was that Monday? That's wonderful, but that wasn't a service. That was instructions for life. If we, sometimes we just need to cross over. Oh, I'm just going to keep praying. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going. Gonna... Well, you know, I've got to go to Houston tomorrow. Fly back home. I'll fly away. Oh glory! I'm flying. So. But if I got on the road and started driving to Houston, and if, if, I, if, if three weeks from now I still wasn't in Houston, I'd probably figure I'm on the wrong road.
2: Yeah.
1: I made a wrong turn somewhere. I ended up in Massachusetts or something. You know, I'm, I'm in the wrong place. You know, if things aren't working, I think it was Dr. Yeoman said this. said, if I'm believing God for something that belongs to me, and if something doesn't start changing in three days' time, then I start changing. The first time I read that made me mad because I, everything I was believing for, I'd been way over three days and nothing had even started changing. I thought, well, who does she, who, who's this woman think she is? What does she know? Oh, a lot more than I did. If I, now just stick with me now. Said if I'm believing God for something, technically, if I'm believing God, praying, believing God for something that belongs to me and if I don't see something start to change in three days time, then I start looking at where I can make some changes. Well, the more I thought about that, I thought, man, everything I'm believing for, it's been weeks and weeks and weeks. Well, you know, it doesn't, doesn't mean, you, you know, you're doing something wrong, living in sin or something, but you need to go back and say, okay, do I need to make a couple adjustments here? If it belongs to me, Jesus paid for it, the blood purchased it, redemption bought it for me. Then if things aren't changing somewhere, I just need, doesn't mean I'm doing something wrong. It wouldn't hurt though to do a self-inventory. Now don't beat yourself up get under self-condemnation, oh, I'm just a miserable wretch, I can't do it. No, no, it just means I back up and go, Lord, I'm going to take an inventory. Is there anything that I need to be doing differently than what I'm doing? Not that I'm going to earn it, not that I'm going to deserve it, not that I'm, no, Not. It just means, is there something I'm going to do? Sometimes, like this fellow did, he, his praying wasn't working because he, he needed one more step. Yeah. Amen. 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 On. Be careful for nothing. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Don't worry about a thing. But in everything, Philippians 4, 6, but in everything, by prayer and supplication. Well, we do a lot of that, but we don't want to stop short with thanksgiving. See, you won't thank until you believe you got it. And if you believe you got it, you're going to thank. If you believe you believe you got it, why are you going to keep praying to get it? So often we're trying to get what Jesus already got. In fact, there's a fellow I read in John Lake's writings about an older gentleman he met one time, and they were talking about praying for something. This older gentleman said, well, you know, Dr. Lake, he said, you know, I don't think I've really, I don't remember praying for anything for myself for years. He said, well, if you're not praying for anything for, for, for yourself for years, what are you doing? He said, well, he said, I discovered a long time ago, instead of praying for all these things for myself, I'd go to the scriptures and find out what Jesus did, and I found out everything I was getting ready to pray for, Jesus already got for me, so instead of praying about it, I'd praise for it. He said, I haven't prayed myself into victory, I've praised myself into victory over the years. Hallelujah. We're getting back on this, Pastor. You may have part two. You might have part two to this thing. Got it. I think so. I, we may have a free for all in here tonight. I don't know. This is nowhere near where I thought I was going when I walked up here. But God, God's wanting to help us. He I'm he telling is. you, there's a realm of victory God's doing everything He can to get the church into. It costs the blood of Jesus, it costs redemption, it costs the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus to provide that for us. And God can't do anything else for us if we don't do something to step into it. Yeah. Amen. We've developed great prayer lives, but they're not faith prayer lives. We've developed great prayer lives, but but once we get to where we got it, when we believe we got it, then then it ought to switch over to that praise. You know, and, and I just I've just I believe we I believe there's a bunch of us in here that have got maybe not life overall, but maybe some situations that are tough. And we've got the scales looking like this. Prayer is just filled right up. Boy, we are prayer warriors. I'm telling you what, we are fervent in prayer. We're prayer warriors. But when are we going to turn into praise rejoicers? What did Paul write when he said, uh, "Rejoice in the Lord, rejoice in the Lord, rejoice in the Lord, ah, rejoice in the Lord, rejoice in the Lord"? When it gets better, re- when it feels better, when you when and somebody gives you word and you got a you got a confirmation that it's right, that's wonderful when it happens. But rejoice in the Lord. <laughs> I had a and again and again. And again,
2: I say, say, rejoice.
1: Now, i got two things rolling here now. (laughs) Rejoice in the Lord always. Did you ever stop thinking about that? Paul, in in that one letter to the Philippians, count it sometimes. Go through there and see how many times he used the word rejoice in that letter to the Philippians. I don't see any other writing that he did that in. But in the writings to the Philippians, he kept saying, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. I bet that would make a good song. And again, I say, (laughs) I'm not going to sing it. I'll have mercy on you. But, but, but rejoice. You ever stop and think about it? Go back to the history of Paul back there. Why would Paul maybe be, be so emphatic about rejoicing when he's writing to the Philippians? Maybe it's because you go back to the 16th chapter of the book of Acts where Paul and Silas were beaten Put into prison, yep. their backs open and bleeding, and the jailer was commanded to keep them, which means don't you dare let them out of there. Put them in the innermost prison, put their feet fast in the stocks, their, their backs are open and bleeding. There's no way out, no way out of that place. And it was dark, it was at midnight, and this is there there's no there's no exercise rooms, there there is no libraries, there's no place to go, there's no courtyards to go out into. They're in the innermost prison, and at midnight, the darkest hour, the Bible said, at midnight they prayed, but they didn't stop. They didn't stop. Pra- at midnight, they prayed and sang praises unto God, and, but they did it real quietly because they didn't, didn't want everybody to get mad at them. At midnight, they prayed and they sang praises to God and the prisoners heard them. Now, now, notice it. It said, the, who heard them? Well, apparently they weren't prisoners because it said the prisoners heard them. So apparently, by the time they got to praying and praising, they're no longer prisoners. They're still in the prison, but the prison's not in them. they They have gone from prisoner to victor. They prayed, and they sang praises to God. And the prisoners heard them, and suddenly there was a great earthquake. So the foundation of the prison was shaken, and all the doors flew open. Two people got to praising God, and the whole prison got opened up. And the Philippian jailer took them home, cleaned their wounds, got him born again. I don't know, but I've heard somebody say, I'd like to think he ended up being the first pastor of the church at Philippi. But think about that. Why would Paul write to the Philippians and say, rejoice in the Lord always and again and say, rejoice? Why? Because they probably knew the story of how he was in prison and he and Silas got out of prison. They shouted their way out. They didn't, they didn't petition the governor. They didn't go to Caesar. They shouted their way out. They prayed. They prayed and sang praises to God. Now, I'll say one more thing. <laughs> one more thing. there's was there's a, the pastor in my hometown. Uh, he and his wife pastored the church. And, and he was a, he, he was a, a trained uh, Greek scholar. He, he, could, he taught Greek classes there. And uh, uh, oh, we were there one time doing a meeting in their church years and years ago now. But I asked him one time. I said, Pastor Bill, I said I I got a question. I said, You you know the Greek. I said I don't know anything about the Greek. You know the Greek. I said I got a question about this. I said I keep reading that verse there in Philippians fourth chapter where it says, uh, Rejoice in the Lord, in the Lord. You know, in 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 another place, in everything, give thanks. For this is the uh, first Thessalonians five. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I said, There's something about that word in that I can't get away from. Uh, You know, how is it you can get stuck, uh, you can be reading the Bible for months and get stuck on the word in. But I said, can you tell me what that word in looks like? So he pulls out his little Greek Testament and he looks at it and goes, oh, that's interesting. He said the word in in English is just one word. He said in the Greek, it's a number of different words, but he says, where are you looking at? He said, usually in means a stationary position. I'm in Christ. Yeah. But those places where it says "in," it's it's uh, it's a it's not a position; it's movement. "In" means in one side, through the middle, and out the other side. So, in everything, give thanks. What's that mean? As long as you keep giving thanks, you hit one side, you go through the middle, and you pop out the other side. Rejoice, rejoice in the Lord rejoice no matter what's going on. And since you're in Christ, you keep rejoicing. You go on one side, you go through the middle, and you pop out the other side. Somebody goes, I'm going to pop out the other side. You shout your way through. You praise God. All, you get. Well, go ahead now. Glory. Shout your way out. Shout your way out. Shout your way out. Rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice in the Lord always. The Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Yeah. Ha, hallelujah. Woo. Oh yeah, but you know, but Brother Mark, you just don't know what I'm dealing with. Well, you know, <laughs> count it all joy. Now God didn't say enjoy it. We're not masochists. It's not like, oh, this just feels good to feel so bad. No, no. No, he didn't say enjoy it. He said, count it all joy. I count this joy. It feels miserable. It looks horrible, but I decide I'm going to count it joy. I'm going to shout about this because this gives, it's one more chance for God to prove his word works. It's one more chance for me to prove God's word works. It's one more chance for me to exercise my faith and get stronger than I've ever been before. I don't care what the, I don't care what the bills look like. I don't care what the doctor's report is. People say, "Well, uh, I'm believing for the, the doctors to give me a good report." Well, whether they give you a good, bad, or ugly one, you've got a good report out of the yes, Bible. That's what you got to believe. If the doctor says you only got 3 hours to live, you ought to get shouting because the Bible said, "Who's believed our report?" I've just made a decision. Medical science says this, my body says this, the bank says this, the economy says this, but I got a book that says the opposite, and that's who I've chosen to believe. Who's believed our report? That's who God's gonna roll up his sleeves for. All right, now we just need to do some shouting. We need to do some shouting now. We need to do some, some of you need to, some of you need to shout your way out. Glory to God, glory, 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 glory to God, glory to God. Glory to God. Shout your way. Shout your way. Shout your way out of that depression. Shout that. Shout that depression off of you. Shout that dark cloud off of you. Shout that depression. I don't care. I don't care if it's been three generations. Of depression. Shout that dark cloud off you. Shout that dark cloud off of you. Hallelujah! My prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Quit praying and start praising. Hallelujah! Glory! Glory, glory! Oh, glory! Glory, 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 glory! (laughs) Glory to God! Glory! Yeah! Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, you know, you know, it's all, the symptoms are coming on me, and this is what, you know, mama had it, and grandma had it, and and the symptoms are coming on me. Well, you're a new creature in Christ. You got new genetics. Shout that stuff off of you. Rejoice. Don't cry. Don't weep. Rejoice. Every time the symptoms hit your body, you go, whoa. Oh, glory to God. Oh whom the sun sets free is free indeed I am free I am free yeah I am free I know truth and truth has made me free it ain't coming on this body it's not coming on this body it's not coming on this body I will spend my life with a clear mind I'll spend my life with a healthy body I have the mind of Christ oh the
2: <laughs>
1: hallelujah. Oh. Yeah. Mr. <laughs> Sam, you need to jump in the middle of this. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Just if you got something, jump in the middle of this. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, I'm telling you, God's helping us. God's helping us. God's helping us. <laughs> God's helping us. <laughs> Tell you, I, I'll go a step. I'll oh, go ahead. Enjoy yourself. You know the the, the this uh, this uh, uh, Alzheimer's, yeah. these memory issues, rampant, rampant in the nation, just going all everywhere, you know. But you ever stop think about it? If you read, you read Deuteronomy 28th chapter. There's one verse in there, and I can't tell you right now which translation it is, but senility is a part of the curse of the broken law. Yes. Which means that was supposed to be on folks, but Jesus took it and Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. It doesn't belong to anybody.
2: Doesn't belong to anybody?
1: Belong to any, not to anybody in the kingdom. The world can take it if they want it, but the church doesn't have to take it. I know, I know, I know some situations where folks just, they they just they just know it's coming so it's inevitable. They've already thrown the towel in, haven't you got a symptom? I don't oh no, no. My goodness. If you're going down, at least go down with a fight. Yeah. But if you fight right, hallelujah! You put the devil to flight. <laughs> hallelujah. The memory of the just is blessed. Don't take that. Don't, uh, don't take it willingly. Need to, every time the devil says, oh, you're going to get this, you're going to get that. No, 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 uh uh-uh. No, I don't get it, because you got it. Jesus took it down, dropped it off in hell. It's part of your stuff. No, my body's well. My body's well. My body's well. Every cell in my body, every muscle in my body. I'm well, spirit, soul, and body. My body's right. My mind's right. My finances are right. My joy's right! Yeah! Whoa! Yeah, I'm with you.
2: Yeah! Woo! Yeah! Woo!
1: You know, you know, it isn't it isn't gonna be what anybody else says. It's gonna be what you say. Hallelujah! You just shot your way out anything. Yeah, yeah, just find yourself a place and shout your way out. If you have to find a little closet, just shout around, just bounce off the walls. Just shout your way, just shout your way out. (laughs) Oh, yeah, but you don't understand. This is impossible. That's what I was hoping you'd say. Because with God... With God. With God. How many? So all you got to do is make sure you're with God. And God's with you. Ha. All you got to do is do, say, how do I know I'm with God? Well, just make sure you're in his presence on a regular basis. How do I get there? I pray and I praise and I worship. I'm telling you, the throne room's been open for 2,000 years. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
2: Yes, yes,
1: yes. Hallelujah. I don't care if the symptoms are there. I don't care if it's 50% of the way there already. I don't care if it's on one side and heading for the other side. I don't care. Nothing's too big for God. In his presence is fullness of joy. It's hard to have a lot of joy working when your body's racked with pain. Your wallet's screaming because it's empty. In his Presence, fullness of joy. At his right hand, pleasures evermore. Yes. Refreshing times come from the presence yes. of the Lord. Man, all, you, all we need to do is believe the Bible, stick with the Bible, declare the Bible. So, <laughs> you, know, you know, sometimes people get all worked up, say, you just don't know what they're saying about me. Well, take a number. See, I don't get, I know, I know, in, 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 in commun- the community we, we're in, our, our, our flavor, whatever you want to call us, a lot of times folks get all concerned about somebody making a bad confession over them. The Bible never said, you get what your neighbor says. The Bible never said, you get what your family says. The Bible never said, you get what the doctor says. The Bible just simply says, Jesus said, you have what? Jesus said doesn't mean you have to go rebuke everybody that talks unbelief. Let them talk it. Let them talk it. I got one word. Boomerang. If they talk it, they get it. If they want it, I'm not taking it. I'm not taking it. No, I get what I say. I get what I say. He shall have whatsoever. He saith. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a shout in the house. <laughs> Hallelujah! 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 I tell you, you don't go by feelings, but I feel better all over than I do anywhere else. That come on. Right. Feels good to feel good. Hallelujah! Praise God. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. You got something? It just seems like we need to go somewhere.
2: What?
1: <laughs> 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 Hallelujah, Hallelujah, glory to God.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hallelujah. It just seems like there's a, a there's a there's a spot here. Have you got it?
0: Yeah. For my servant is trying to get you somewhere in the spirit. For when you worship and you praise from the heart, you open your spirit up to that which I desire to do on the inside. So many will sit and listen to the word being taught. And yeah, there'll be an anointing there. But many times by the time you're out the door and down the street, it leaves you. But this night, I'm trying to impart something that will stick and stay. Something that you will have on the inside that will never leave and you get it through your worship by opening yourself up, by pulling out all the stops, allowing that which inhibits you to be pushed aside, stepping out of your character, worshiping and praising me. And as you do that, I stamp on your inside that healing, that breakthrough, that prosperity, that blessing. Where your faith has been reaching, praise will close the hand and pull it into your heart.
2: Oh! Oh! oh. oh. oh.
1: You know, the Bible says, Paul writing to the Corinthians, he said, talking about the devil, said, For we're not ignorant of his devices. Yeah, we're not dummies. We're not ignorant of his devices. He's not out there light years ahead of us. When he got kicked out of heaven, he lost all of his creativity. He doesn't have any more. All he's got is old tricks. Just old tricks. He can't come up with new ones. If you just find out how he's ever worked you know how he's always going to work because he lost his creative nature that's the creative nature is the life of god and we got that and he did not got that that's why we keep making progress and he keeps losing so if you just find out what his device what his devices are okay now we you know we know certain things but but let's put it this way if you look at his artillery since jesus whipped him okay He's got four things he gets to work with. He, he's got uh, symptoms, circumstances, thoughts, and imaginations. Yeah. That's all he's got to work with. That's, it. That's all he's got to work with. Circumstances, symptoms, thoughts, and imaginations. For instance, have you ever had just a, I mean, out of the clear blue, I mean, just you're not thinking anything. This thought hits your mind of some bad thing going to happen to you. Yeah. You ever had that happen? Yeah. Am I the only one? I mean, I'm just driving down the road the other day, and all of a sudden, this thought hit my mind of something's going to come onto my life. Out Out of nowhere. No, it didn't come out of nowhere. I know where it came out of. Well, you know, I know enough to to go, (laughs) really? Devil, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. That's a lie? Okay. I'm not taking that. But so sometimes... Thoughts, or sometimes all of a sudden you get this wild imagination. You see yourself down the road with some horrible thing coming in your life. Yeah. Yeah. So it's either a thought or an imagination or both. But sometimes if the enemy, the devil, can't get you to take that, some all of a sudden, all of a sudden he'll put, it, he'll throw a symptom.
2: Yeah.
1: Some kind of a symptom. You and then follow it up with a thought. Yeah. 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 You ever, you ever have a a pain hit your body, and all of a sudden right after that your mind tells you exactly what it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you can't even spell it. Yeah. You've suddenly become a diagnostician. Yeah. You are an expert in the medical community yeah. because you had one pain and you know exactly what that is. You know exa- how do you know it? Because because uh, I felt the pain and my mind told me exactly what is it. That's the devil saying I can't just throw it. A- Something in your mind gets you to take it. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to drop a symptom on you, yeah. and then throw a thought behind it. Because if you get the symptom and the thought, there's two out of the four: circumstances, yeah. symptoms, thoughts, imaginations. If if he can get you to, all bottom line, if he can just get you to take that thought and start saying it,
2: saying it.
1: Oh, yeah. give birth to that. So what happens? That's going to Has anybody else ever had any of those things happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody else? Three hands, four hands. We've all had those things. I mean, out of the clear blue, some crazy thing hits your mind or some symptom hits your body. And and, and you get this idea, oh, I know what that is. Well, you you'd, you'd have to look up a medical dictionary to know what the symptoms were for that. Yeah, amen. And then you'd be wrong. Amen. So what do you do? What what a, oh oh oh, you know, and, and that what that does most people puts fear in before long they start planning on it. They got tests now, medical yeah. science can give you, to see if you're going to get this when you get old. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll give you 20 years to plan on it. Yeah, yeah, right. Talk about it. Get your faith working. Yeah. Get your unbelief in gear. Yeah. How are we getting off on all this? I have no idea. My wife and Jen and I were talking about this the other day. We were talking about a particular situation, and so-and-so had taken a test to find out about such-and-such such that was in their family history, and the doctor said, Oh, you're in the 90th percentile. This is going to be in your life. And they swallowed it. Well, as Fred Price said, they swallowed hook, line, sinker, fisherman, boots, boat, motor, <laughs> swallowed everything, swallowed the dock. They just took the whole thing. They're planning on it. They have, they have laid out their future. They're going to plan on that. But we need to talk to them. Yeah. We need to talk to them. They've swallowed the devil whole, whole heart. they taking taken the whole thing. No, no, no. Medical science, they'll tell you what they know, but we got what we know. Yes, and what we know is bigger than what they know. Yes. Truth is bigger than fact. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. So circumstances, symptoms, thought, what do you what do in these things? Bottom line, it could hit your body and leave. There's nothing big deal if it hits your body followed by a thought and then that thought starts to persist before long your mind is trying to roll that over and make sense out of it and reason it God said let us reason together he didn't say reason with the devil you get to reasoning about that and before long all of a sudden this thing starts to get this little tiny root working down there in your thought process and before long all of a sudden you got this fear it's gone from a thought to an imagination to a fear and before long that fears it's it's dogging your trail and then before long, that dominates you. Comes an obsession. And then it comes a, becomes a possession. So what do you do when that shows up? Ooh, I know whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. That day may show up, but it won't find me there. That day will land over here, and I'm going to be living over here. It will ne- not come near my dwelling. And then just start living a praise life. I can praise God because whatever the devil says I got, Jesus healed me up 2,000 years ago. It may be genetic. It may be environmental. It may be anything. It doesn't matter what it is. I tell you what, I know what I got. I got redemption. In whom we have redemption through his blood. I got redemption. I got redemption. Hallelujah. I am. Therefore, the redeemed of the Lord. Well, there's another verse. Therefore, what is it? It's over there. I got to. I got to think where it is. Over. Therefore, the redeemed of the Lord shall. No. That is there. Hang on, just a second. Just give me just a moment. It's a good verse. It is. It is a good. They're all good. Where was that? Therefore, the redeemed of the Lord shall return, come with singing and design. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads.
2: Isaiah
0: 3510?
1: Thank you. That was close. I had my Bible open. (laughs) I'm going to read it again. And the redeemed. Oh, let me get this. Let me get. Yeah. And the re- and the ransom. That's the redeemed of the Lord shall return, and come with, come to Zion with songs. Zion's picture of the church. Yeah. Come with singing, and everlasting joy upon their heads. They'll obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing is going to flee away. Yeah. See, I just need to come back to church singing. Return with with joy to Zion. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. There's still a shout in the house. I don't think we're, I don't think we. How many remember? How many remember? You know, they keep coming up with the new products. But how many remember? They used to have an ad on television where they'd say, you know, if you get stains on your garment. Shout it out. Shout
0: it out. Shout it out. That's it.
1: CTV. they're smarter than we thought. They said, just Shout it out. Just shout it out. Shout oh, there's out. symptoms on my body. Shout them out. Shout out. My wallet's empty. Woo! Shout it out. My family's bu- my family's going nuts. Shout it out. I got stains on my garment. Shout it out. I got a dark cloud on my head. Shout it out. I got depression in my mind. Shout it out. Shout it out. Shout it out. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody goes, How long do I got to shout? Forever. Shout until it's gone, then shout so it doesn't ever come back. Be a shouter. (laughs) My wife comes from a long line of shouters. See, I came out of an American Baptist church. If we shouted there, they kicked us out. But my wife's grandmother was a little shouter, she kept talking about her grandma. Middy Pearl. Grandma was a shouter. I said, can you define? What do you mean? She goes, well, you know, you shout. I said, shout. Define shout. Well, you mean shout with your voice? No, you just shout all over. Real shouters. She'd come out in the aisle. She'd put her hands up in there, and she'd start dancing down and, and lifting her voice, and she goes, that's shouting. It gets in your spirit, soul, and body. It got all over. She just, she was a shouter. She'd come dancing on us, just shouting, just shouting. I didn't do that in church I grew up in. If they were shouting, they'd go out the other way. (laughs) (laughs) Shouted out. Well. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Glory.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) You got something working here, Pastor? Yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I'm just... Hallelujah. Yeah. In a a meeting in...
2: 1996
0: in St. Louis, Missouri, me and I were sitting on the second row. You can sit down for a minute. We're sitting on the second row. Brother Hagen was teaching on prayer. And... As happened many times in those day services He'd get to a place in his teaching Where the anointing had just come in You could physically see it hit him It hit him He'd kind of shake And he'd had a couple of men that Men that waited on him And helped him and kept him from You know falling and hurting himself And I remember Lee and I were sitting on the On the second row right here And there was a man sitting about where Papa was And and Brother Hagin walked over to that man and put his right hand up and said, Glory! Just like that. That man just looked up lot, kind of like. You know, and so he did it again. He went, Glory! Like that. And the guy looked again, kind of like. So Brother Hagin, he, he walked to two rows behind us, about to where Jason's sitting. And there was a man sitting there, and he went, Glory! And that guy jumped up and started dancing all over the place. And then he went, glory again. And the entire row fell out under the power of God. So I, I when I got home in my prayer closet, because I talked to God like he's a real person, which is a good thing to do. And I had to know, all right, Lord, what, what was that all about? He went up to one guy and said, glory, God, just sat there looking like what's this guy talking about went to another guy and said glory and obviously the power of God fell and hit the anointing and everything that goes with it and so the Lord spoke to me and said when he went to that first guy and said glory he was giving him an instruction and it's not an instruction that you hear with your ear and your mind it's an instruction that you hear with your spirit and when he went to the other guy and said glory, it was the same word, but he heard it in his spirit and immediately responded. Because we want the glory of God in manifestation, but God wants the glory of his creation in manifestation so he can produce the glory of God. Amen. Glory. Glory. (laughs) yeah right right Jason glory (laughs) yes and see the more people that yield to that the more tangible it gets, and it becomes kind of like a waterfall, cascading, hitting, and spreading glory. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> now see, I. Now, now, now Brother Hagen used to say that the Spirit of God said to him when that anointing would come on him all he'd have to do is get close to people and they'd either shout or they would run or they would dance so you know I believe in the transmission of anointings especially when it comes to respect honor sitting under teachings of ministries and how that thing will transfer And so I've seen it for years working my own ministry. Where that anointing will come. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Where that anointing will come. (laughs) Glory. (laughs) Glory to God. Amen. And it'll get on (laughs) you. Now, listen, it won't if you're resistant. If you sit there, you know, like a dry biscuit, it's been on, the, been on the plate for three days. Amen, dog won't even eat it. But if you have any spiritual absorption in you, the, the Spirit of God will move in waves across, yes. a, across a meeting like this. Okay. And many times it responds to the Word. Second Corinthians chapter three says, but where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But then it says, but we all with an open face, beholding in as a glass mirror, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the selfsame image from glory to glory. Now the words that make that powerful is the word from and to. I call it the glory journey, where you're going from one place in the spirit to the next but notice it doesn't say from God's glory to God's glory no God's glory was back in the image of what you look into the healing scriptures the prosperity scriptures the word of God that declares your victory that's the glory of God not only in proclamation but in demonstration but then it says once you assimilate that it begins to look for an expression in you amen literally that's what brother Hagan was talking about up on the screen up there and he was a master at teaching the word of God to a point where people could not take it any longer they just couldn't take it anymore I mean, you, you sat there and you heard a word of healing, a word of redemption, till you just, you, just, you just couldn't take it. You had to get up, you had to shout, and he was a master at recognizing the point in which that proclamation switched over into a demonstration of the Spirit. And the gifts of the Holy Ghost would begin to work, and healing power would begin to flow, and people would begin to rejoice and dance, and they would begin to glory in the God of their salvation. And what they were doing is they were taking that word that was taught and they were giving expression to it because an outward expression of an inward truth establishes victory. Let me say that again. An outward expression of an inward truth. Christopher sees it in his in his crusades in mass. I like what Jill Osborne said one time. Uh, A minister asked him, what are the gifts of the Holy Ghost that operate in your ministry? He says, I don't know if there's any. All I know is I start preaching Jesus till people start getting healed. Well, exactly what that meant was that the word went forth, the word went forth, the word went, till cancer couldn't take it anymore. Arthritis couldn't take it anymore i tell you, whatever the disease was, whatever the, the demon, I just couldn't take it anymore. And the individual would respond with a shout or a dance or they'd begin to glorify God and healing would manifest. Whew. Glory to God. Now lift up your hands and worship the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Healing is happening right now. There's healing flowing in this building right now. There's healing power flowing in this building. There's delivering power. There's delivering power flowing right now. Oh, So reach up with your heart and take it. You've heard the truth. You know the word. It's ingrained in your spirit and in your heart. Let the inward revelation produce the outward expression and you shall see the manifestation of that which you desire. And as you do, give glory unto me. Shout unto my name. Give praise unto me and I'll increase the anointing that will set you freer and freer and freer into that which you desire in my spirit and in my presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every person fighting sickness or disease, stand up and begin to thank God for your healing. Just stand up and begin to thank God for your healing. Just begin to thank Him right now. Just begin to thank God for healing in your body. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Lord. Praise God. Praise God. I just have one thing in my spirit. Brother Danny, you're fixing to enter into the greatest financial blessing you've ever had in your life. You're fixing to hit your ministry, years of sowing, years of faithfulness. And the Lord spoke to you years ago and said to you, I'm going to make you a rich man. And that's never happened. And that's fixing to happen. God is going to make you a rich man. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord well I want to thank everyone for coming hasn't this been wonderful oh my 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 you know I always there was a meeting several years ago we were at Pastor Mark's and just a wonderful flow of the spirit for some reason we ended up in the green room and uh, Lee and I, Mark and Janet and there may be a couple of others that were there and we got to talking and fellowshipping and it got to be 1130 and some ushers came and knocked on the door and they said you got to come out here do you remember that? said you got to come out here and no one had left and the glory of god was in that building and the and people were worshiping i don't know pastor sam when we keep going i don't know but i do know this if we don't know it then we don't you know what i'm saying oh, that that's that, that's what i meant if you know, if we know it then we'll we'll go and that day's coming That day's coming in Shreveport. That day's coming in in Tulsa. That day's coming in Galveston. It's coming in Grosbeck. It's coming in Austin. It's coming in Craig, Colorado. It's coming in Magnolia, Arkansas. It's It's coming in your life. Amen. So we thank you for coming, all that are here. Our wonderful ministers, Brother Randy, Dustin, Pastor Mark, Christopher, we love you. We pray for you. Oh, we love you, Brother Chris. Thank you for being part of our company. We love you so much. Pastor Sam Carr, thank you for being our pastor, Sam. You're our pastor. Whether you want us or not, you got us. (laughs) Amen. That's right. Hallelujah. And I want to thank someone who, without them, we wouldn't be here. And that's my dad. That's my dad. That's right. You know, mom and dad began to serve God in the early 60s. We're sharing this with Pastor Sam. I'm telling you, they bore the reproach of what it means to be a Holy Ghost, Spirit-filled person in society. I mean, they didn't get invited to the parties. Dad didn't get invited to the big hunting ranches. But we've made up for that. We have made up for that. But listen, there is a reproach. But the good news is, once you get into this thing, you could care less. You just become unhinged for Jesus, and it doesn't make any thing. And you know, thank you, Lord. I'm gonna do one more thing, and I'm just then I'll close. When I was in Bible school, Brother Osteen told a story, and, and this is some people come to these meetings and they think, what in the world is going on? And Brother Osteen was a was a a, a Baptist pastor being groomed for probably one of the large churches in Houston, and uh, he was you know he was just. What did he used to say: Baptist born, Baptist bred, Baptist living, Baptist dead. He loved his denomination. He loved, and he said a woman came at Christmas time who was Pentecostal to, to the church, and he said I just he said I just regret he said I didn't want anything to do with it. He said but she came with boxes, three boxes, and she talked about gifts, and she took one box and she set it upon the pulpit and she said now this is the gift of salvation, and she began to talk about salvation. And she began to talk about what a wonderful gift it was and how wonderful salvation. Then she took another box and she said, now this is healing. And she began to talk about how wonderful healing was. And she said, then she took the last box and she said, now this is the baptism in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. And he said, by the time that woman left, God had planted a hunger on the inside of him. That he pursued that hunger for several years before he actually received the baptism in the Holy Ghost. And I want to say to those that may be here that it may be strange. You may think, well, I, I, I really don't have the Holy Ghost like that. I, I really don't, I don't understand it. Listen, let God plant a seed in you tonight. Follow that hunger. And one day, you'll be one of us right in the middle of it. And God will bless your life. Amen. Father, we thank you tonight for your faithfulness to us to show up in such a magnificent way. Not just supernatural, but spectacular. Our hearts are full. Our faith is working. We're expectant. Our worship and praise this week has come to a higher level. For every church, for every ministry, I thank you for increased momentum and blessing. We pray for a door of utterance that we may speak boldly the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Stretch forth your hand to heal. Let signs and wonders be done in the name of your holy child, Jesus. Let harvest begin. Let the precious fruit of the earth begin to come into the church. We ask, we desire, and we pray in Jesus' name. Thank you for your protection on all as they travel home. Let the blessing of God be upon us all. In Jesus' name. And everyone says. Thank you for listening to our Fall Harvest series. If you would like to find out more about Island Church located in Galveston, Texas, please make sure you visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com.
2: Hallelujah, Jesus.